Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. I'm going to become one of those agents that's like, if I can't sell it, I'll buy it. <laughs> like the three-day guarantee. Yeah. Okay. Like, the first rule to conquer and master this skill is to answer your phone. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Especially if they have a complicated name that I don't know how to pronounce. And they're like, this is Falula. Yeah, great. <laughs> and I'm like, thank oh, you. Thank you, thank Falula. You. I really needed you to say that. I've got to go right now and get a walker and a cane because this episode <laughs> is making me feel so old. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Hello and welcome. It's episode 151. Guess what? What? Do, 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 beep, 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 beep. Do, 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 Breaking, breaking, breaking. Breaking news. The flip report is back. coming back, it's people. Back. Oh my God. I can't oh, even so believe excited. this. I know. I know. Um, okay. So, how did this happen? I'm I will so tell you. I'm really excited. Okay. Go on. A few years ago, I think. Wait. Once way upon back. a time. Once upon a time, <laughs> a few years ago, I should have looked up what year this was. Gosh darn it. Maybe six or seven years ago. Okay. I sold an investment property to some buyers of mine. Okay. They were first-time investor landlords. Okay. And just wanted to find something quick and easy. Okay. So we they bought a house that already had a tenant inside of it. We went and walked through it. Okay. It was disgusting. Okay. But... The tenant was there and paying and happy to stay. And your client was like, sure. They were like, whatever. I'll take a disgusting house. Yeah. Great. It's been disgusting this whole time. Uh-huh. Oh, my word. So I we still, like even before, you know, this, throughout the years, every time I saw them, we would joke about it because she had like interesting art and all sorts of things in the home. Did the same tenant stay there a long time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Same tenant, always. Always. And probably would have stayed, except that a water line burst in the kitchen behind the wall. Okay. Which required them to gut the kitchen, mm-hmm. remove the cabinets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had to move out so that they could do this. Right. I told them at that time, do not put the kitchen back together. Right. I'll just buy this I'll just you. buy it. It's perfect. I don't have to pay for kitchen demo. But they weren't really sure what they wanted to do with it at that time. Okay. And she also felt like she needed to put it back together for the sake of insurance money. She got insurance money. Yeah, she got insurance money. Pipe. Okay. But I was thinking. Don't do that. I want to do, do it. Don't do that. I want to do it. Because you're going to do it yeah. low end. 
Yeah. Not that you were going to do it super high end, but you know. Right. Well, you know what's unfortunate? I don't love the countertops they put on. <laughs> so it's just not meant for me to have a flip house with a with, a, with pretty with the, countertops. The best it's just not meant to be. Okay. Well, they're fine. Just like just like the last just ones? like Arden was oh. fine. Wait, did you already mention where this house is located? Okay, so this house is located in the same neighborhood as Arden, I one street over. You're like flip reporting that whole neighborhood. I know. I would love to. Oh my gosh, it's I love so it. funny how it just happened to be one that way. Over. Yeah, if you're like in the backyard of Arden, and go and just look behind you to the right, there it is. There it is. It's so crazy. I love it. I mean, you can't see it right now because the backyard is so overgrown okay. that you cannot see it. Okay. So anyway, we, we had talked about this a few months ago, and I kind of got excited because I was finishing Arden, mm-hmm. and then she told me that she had told some people at work about it, and yeah, now like, all these other people want it, and I was like, well, I'm just, I'm not going to pay too much for it, so right. it's not going to work out probably. <laughs> no, not if it's all of a sudden competitive. Yes, and so... She was putting it back together. They were kind of talking to people at work. It ended up no one was really serious enough to actually purchase it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I I went to look at it to see because they were like, if you don't buy it, you're going to list it. Right. And I said, okay. Same so situation. Let, same situation. So we just talked about. This is becoming a trend. I know. Listen, if you're not going to buy this. Right. Just sell it for us. I'm going to become one of those agents that's like, if I can't sell it, I'll buy it. <laughs> you get, like the three-day guarantee. Yeah. Like, how do people do that? I always wondered how that really worked. Oh, because they pay them less than, right. than market yeah, value. Yeah, still. I know. Go on. Carry on. Um, The only thing. So what I like about this house is that it is a three-bedroom mm. plus an office. Oh, my gosh. Whereas Arden was just a two-bedroom. And, and that many, was, you know, the main struggle I felt. Right, but how many square feet is this? Okay, so I was a little sad because it's a little smaller square footage-wise. Okay. It's like not even 1,700 this square feet. This is going to be such an interesting test of a market. Yes. Seeing how much a bedroom really does add yes. value or demand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I am a little sad about that, but I think that the floor plan is so good. The I love that it has an office that's high in demand. Yeah. And it could be – it has a closet in there, but it it's really too small to be a fourth bedroom. Right. It could be a nursery. Oh. Um, but, you know, whatever. An office – three bedrooms plus an office is great. It also has a screened-in porch <gasps> oh. that I cannot wait to oh make. Oh, my God. Pretty. Okay. I'm so excited. Is the screen in good condition? Or are you no. Like kind of do that? no. That's not expensive. But okay. Yeah, it's not bad. And there's some wood that will need to be. But you're going to screen it again. Yes. Love it. It's built. It has that to be that way. way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not like I have to have the AC inspection still. Mm-hmm. And because there is some questions about the AC. It doesn't look like it has been working. How does the inside of the house look? Like, is Awful. it messy? Like, yeah. You've been in it? Uh-huh. And it's, like, rough. Uh-huh. Is there stuff there? No, they did empty her stuff and had put it all up. She just left. I guess she, like, the packed her like, bag. The was like, bye. Yeah. doesn't work, I'm out. Yes. she. So they had to empty her stuff and put it at the street. That's weird. I know. It was she about. She was there for years? Years. Yeah. She didn't want her stuff. There's motivational decals all over the doors and walls. Motivational? Yeah, like, <laughs> like quotes. Like, you could do this? Yeah. Just... <laughs> So, okay, sure. <laughs> so that's not good. Um, it still has all like 
Tile ceilings need to come down. An attic fan in the hallway needs to come down. I mean, all the the living room is paneling, but not good wood paneling. It's like hollow plastic paneling. It's going to be a big job. Okay. So... So you're waiting for the AC. But I don't have to do windows, which is $10,000. Yeah. I don't have to replace the AC. Okay. Because it is only three years old, but something is going on with the ductwork. I don't know yet. We will find out when the AC guy comes. Okay. Um, But I'm hoping I won't have to re- totally replace the AC like I did in Arden. So that's another $10,000. The roof is newer. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I won't have to do kitchen cabinets, which is about $8,000. Wow. So just compared to Arden, there's about $28,000 that I won't have to spend, that I did have to spend on okay. Arden. But Arden was just very well maintained, very clean. And I didn't have to do flooring because they had those wood floors. Yeah, nice ones. I have to do flooring here okay. and I have to do like everything else. Well, just like Arden. Now you can go to the floor and decor here. <laughs> I know. It's not in New Orleans anymore. Yeah. And I'm excited because I can just – I'm not going to go blue. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to basically use the same bathroom tiles. And yeah, like, like those. Got those were good. Yes, they were well-priced. They were pretty. They were neutral. Mm-hmm. They photographed well. Love it. So I don't, I don't have the stress of like picking out everything. All the things. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. I know. I haven't even seen a photo yet. Oh, just wait. Oh, I mean, I saw an interior photo, but yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what the outside looks like. Yeah. Okay. okay that's well, it? Yes, that's it. Okay. The Flip Report. The flip also, report. this time we have shirts, our friends. Yeah, we have Flip Report <laughs> shirts. They're, They're so cute. So they cute. have a little, they go, do, 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 do. Yeah, beep. right there on the Around shirt. It. Yeah, I guess I YouTube know. can see me like right. with my finger. I like, know. I would have worn it. I forgot. I didn't realize we were going to start today. That's okay. We'll put it on Instagram Next time I'll wear it. Yes. Okay. All right, well, back to episode 151. Okay, yes, I'm ready. I, cold leads, sign calls, scripting, how to talk to people on the phone. I don't know. What's it called? Cold leads and sign calls. Cold leads and sign calls. Okay, got it. <laughs> it's written down. Um, all right, so this is your wheelhouse, right? What you mean? I don't know. I just feel like you're good on – I'm good on the phone, too. Yeah, I feel like we're both pretty good on Let's the phone. Let's start We can at the talk start. to people. Yeah. Let's start at the start. Ring, ring. (laughs) Answer the phone. Ring, ring. It's right behind you. Oh. Oh, my God. Answer it. Where did this come from? Ring, 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 ring. YouTube. She has this on her. (laughs) Say hello. Hello. Hi. I'm I'm sitting in front of this house on Main Street. Oh, okay. So you you drove by it? You're in the area? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. How much is it? How much is it? Oh, okay. So that house is $200,000. Okay, bye. Do you live in the area? <laughs> I did read a script that said, do not give the price. You okay. Never give the price. But I feel like I always think of it as myself. And if yeah. I don't get what I want, I'm annoyed and I don't like you. It is a fine line between... Okay, we're going to start at the start. Okay. (laughs) If you're uncomfortable with the phone, so you guys, if you're on the podcast and not on YouTube, I now have a rotary phone hanging in my office in my new gallery wall that I bought last week at an estate sale. Okay. And then when I checked out, I just thought it was cool. And I'm like, I have to have this phone for like exactly what just happened. Okay. I didn't know this. For props. I didn't know this episode was coming. (laughs) However, I was like, I have to have this phone for props. Yeah. so cute. Pretty cool. 
And I just remember, you know, it's nostalgic. I was a kid. We actually had a rotary phone. Like, that's how you mm. call people with a rotary phone. Wow. <laughs> I know I'm old. Yeah, wow. <laughs> You're like, oh, you yeah. don't say. <laughs> okay. Anywho, yes, I'm old. Um, but when I checked out at the state sale, the sweet older lady who was checking me out for my $45 rotary phone that I was going to hang on the wall as a prop, she said, are you going to, are you going to plug this in and use it? And I was like, ma'am, I don't even have a landline. No. <laughs> like, I no. cannot. I am not going to plug this in. But. But my point is, when I was a kid, and probably when you were a kid even, growing up, you learned phone etiquette. Mm -hmm. People used a telephone to communicate with their friends and family and neighbors because they didn't have a cell phone. There was Mm -hmm. no text messaging. You didn't even have an email address. Y'all, literally, there was no internet until I was almost all the way out of high school. I think I was out of high school. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, the internet happened when I was in college. So, I'm again, y'all, I'm just 45. I'm not 85. <laughs> but the point is people learned phone etiquette as and children. That's and I think yeah. we've kind of lost that if you're in the younger generation and you feel uncomfortable on the phone, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. No one taught you like kind of the flow of and look, it is awkward to be on the phone now. They are probably better at FaceTime. Mm-hmm. So you can see when someone's about to talk. The funny thing about being on the phone is you, you know, it can be awkward. You can talk over people. Like, things can kind of go wrong on a phone call that you're like, eh, sorry. You know, like, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. You know, all that. But the point is, you have to at least practice. We're not scripty people. Mm-mm, but you not. need to practice talking to people, whether in person at an open house or on a telephone call or on a Zoom or on a FaceTime or however you want to communicate verbally yeah. to a person in real time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just an important skill to acquire for this career specifically. The first rule to conquer and master this skill Let's hear it. is to answer your phone. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Do you say, I don't do this, but I want to start. Hello, this is Alyssa. I have always. I've never done that, but I'm realizing. Hello, this is Katie. Every time. Every Every time I'm answering a call and I don't know the person, the funny thing is, is when like, let's say a neighbor calls me from their work number and I'm like, hello, this is Katie. And they're like, hello, this is Sue. And we're like, oh, hey, sorry. Oh, okay. sorry. Oh, hey, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that was you. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> but yes, you have to answer with your, you don't have to. I just find it better for a few reasons. And especially in this, like if someone was sign calling me, my name is Katie, K-A-T-Y. I have been called Kathy for my entire life. Makes me think of Mean Girls when they're like, Caddy. Right. I don't. Can I call you Caddy? No. And she's like, no, it's it's Katie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want. So I'm just trying to. <laughs> sl- let's cut that off at the pass. And also, do you know who you're calling? Why? Like. Yeah. It's just. E- icebreaker. Honestly, I, I appreciate when another agent answers their phone that way and I'm calling, especially if they have a complicated name. Yes. That I don't know how to pronounce. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, this is. Mm-hmm. Falula. Yeah, great. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank Falula. You so I really needed you to say that. I needed you to do that for me. But that all goes back to say, when you're looking at successful, like the success statistics on cold leads and sign calls, it is all about time. Yeah. You have to answer when they call. And if you miss their call, you have to call them back super quick. Yeah. Or you, they're gone. Yeah. It, like if you buy an online lead, like a yes. Zillow lead, they're going to call you on the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them. Yes, some of them may Instagram message you. Some of them may text message you. Hmm. But for the most part, 
they're going to call you on the phone. And if you don't answer, they're just going to call the next person on the list. Yeah, if you're paying for leads but not answering your phone, you are burning your money. Yes. You're, you may That's as well just – throwing it away. Yeah, because you've lost them. Okay, now second part of that is you've answered – let's just say you do answer the phone. Okay. Correct. What is the next – like what's the next kind of like – tips, line of defense, just mm-hmm. answering isn't good enough. What if they say, no. how much is the house on Main Street? Right. You need to know. <laughs> what are you going to do? Okay. So I usually do. I know there are things out there that say, don't just immediately give them the information because then they are trying to quickly get off the phone. Right. Um, but my thought is, and to help your mindset, like they called me. Right. Okay. I'm not cold calling you. Yeah. And bothering you. Right. Like, you chose to call me, so I'm going to keep you on the phone. Yeah. And by the end of it, I hope you feel very comfortable. That's my goal. My goal is with any lead or sign call, once I have them on the phone, I would like to keep them on the phone for as long as I can. Until we're friends. Until we're friends. And you feel comfortable and know that I'm a real person on the other side of this phone. Okay. I'm so glad you said your goal because here are my thoughts. The goal with a cold lead sign call. Y'all, this is not someone who called you as a referral. No. It is not a past client. It is not your friend. It is not someone you know or who knows you. Mm -hmm. Okay, even a referral knows who you are. It is a human who has never talked to you, doesn't know anything about you, and has come to you by way of an online lead or a sign or whatever. So your goal for if someone calls you and they already know you or were referred to you would just be like, my goal is to know what you need and to help you. Yes. So at the beginning of the call, I can be like, tell me what you want. Mm-hmm. And you, and like they talk. Okay. So on that note, we are supposed to speak 43% and listen Ooh. 57%. I- Love this. We are not to put, don't freak out too much about what do I say? What do I say? Because we're really not supposed to the say key much. key is to get them talking. Open-ended questions. Okay. So here's an example of one. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling about the house on Main Street. Oh, that's a great home. Did you see it while you were driving by or did you see it online? Why didn't we make this like a, you give me my parts and I will read it like a script? I know. <laughs> we should have. Go on, go on. Okay. So I'm calling about the house on Main Street. Sometimes they say, what's the price on it? Okay. You can, this is a, you know, here's the good thing. No two calls are the same. That's true. No script will help you every time. No. But that is why I love cold leads and sign calls, especially for the new agents. Yeah. Because it allows you to practice. I practice phone duty. Okay. That is where I perfected. I used to be so scared mm-hmm. sitting in phone duty. Please don't ring. Please don't ring. And that's I the opposite. So you should be like, please ring. Please ring. Please yeah. ring. And then after like the fifth or sixth, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I can do this. And then by 10, 15, 20, I was hey, like a pro. I was a pro. And I could talk to anybody. So to see the transformation quickly yeah. and it how practice. practice. Yeah. It so if you can practice. do phone duty at your office to practice these sign calls, that's a great thing to do. Um, okay, I'm calling about the house on Main Street. What's the price on it? A good answer would be, that is a great home. Did you? Where did you see it? Are you driving by? Yes. Did you Always see it online? With, okay, where did you see it? Yes. Um, and then if they say, oh, no, I, I, I just drove by. Awesome. Do you live in that area? Is mm-hmm. that the area that you're looking to buy? Um, yes, I do live in that area right now. Okay, great. Well, now we need to figure out, do you rent or do yeah. you own? 
At which point, if they rent, you can say, okay, well, how long is your lease term? Do and you, you still haven't told them how much it is? No. Yeah, no, we I kinda, agree. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> we hold them hostage. Hold them hostage and just keep them talking, you know? And now if they ask you, a second time, just give them the price with the follow-up questions. So that house is $200,000. Is that the area that you're looking in? Mm-hmm. Do you rent? Mm-hmm. Do you own? What's your lease? Okay, I do do something that I think helps with that questioning, line of questioning. I say, okay, hold on. I'm going to pull that house up on my computer. That's good. So they know that I'm not, like, I'm, it's not just that I'm stalling. It's like, I'm in the middle of trying to find you that information. I don't just know it and I'm withholding it. Mm-hmm. I am. I like that. Which feels wrong to me. Like, me too. It's, even though I know it, if it's my house, I know it. But I'll be like, hold on, let me pull that up for you. As I'm pulling it up, I'll be like, so did you drive? Like, then I do yes. those three questions. You know, That's great. How did you see it? Are you in front of it now? Do you live in the area? And, oh, okay, you do? Well, do you do you rent or do you own? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yep. I see it. That's 200000 Like, I make it feel like I'm looking it up. Right. Okay. Right. That's and, good. All right. Carry on with yours. Um, so if they say they're renting, mm-hmm. finding out what their lease term is, can they go month to month? Um, and it's also a good time to ask, like, have they talked to anybody about what the budget would be for their next place? And I try not, I try to avoid saying like, have you been pre-approved with a lender? No, 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 no. Not too No, too, yes, they, they're not ready. That's very, a very intimidating question. Yeah, you probably need, as you're developing this relationship, y'all, and like, we've talked about this before. Somewhere in this conversation, if you can keep them on the phone, they will start to tell you information. Like they will Mm -hmm. start to open up, if you will. Um, If someone is very gruff with you and very short with you and seems annoyed, then just give them the information and let them go. Right. I mean, we don't have to turn everybody. But if they're timid but still answering like try to keep asking those open-ended questions but mm-hmm. at some point it's the, it'll flip like a switch right yeah then all of a sudden they're like well listen my yeah. dog's <laughs> on his last leg and yeah. i just really don't need this yard anymore and i will whatever like they're gonna tell you some they'll stuff. spill the beans they're if gonna, you get them talking spill it all but you just have to keep i love that percentage breakdown though keep mm-hmm. them talking you want to get them talking yes okay so you've given them the price you ask them is that you know what you're do you wait for them to ask you about, about like bedrooms, bathroom size, or do you just start kind of giving them more information? Um, I I don't initially, but before we get off the phone, I'll say, oh, by the way, that house is three bedroom, two bath, giving them just a little bit more information. And then I always like to remind them. And if there are any others, even if it's another sign in the yard, I'd be happy to help you. This is my cell phone number. I'll text you my contact information. Um, just so you can have my name and email. We've forgotten a very crucial thing. Well, we're not done yet. We skipped to the end. I still have a long list of things that we can when talk do about. You, when do you broach the most important question? Okay, so after we've talked about do you rent or own, how uh-huh. long is your lease, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah, just getting them a little comfortable, I like to somehow ask, have you seen any homes in person yet? Great. That is how I ask leading up to do you have an agent? Yes, because you can't just come out of the gate with that. No. Because they're going to say yes because they don't want to talk to you. Right. Right. <laughs> but now you're you're halfway into your relationship. Yes. Your phone relationship. Right. We've, we've been talking about where they live, yes. how long, what their mm-hmm. time frame might be. Have you seen any homes in person yet? Well, no. I'm kind of just 
browsing. Okay, so you didn't have an agent that was helping you at this time? No. Great. Great. Okay, let's flip that. Because I do have this happen. I kind of like tricked them into telling me the truth. Okay? <laughs> I love it. Have you seen any homes in person yet? Yeah, I've seen a few, but so that tells me right there. Somebody, somebody is showing you houses. Mm -hmm. So I don't, and look, I don't want to give you scripts on how to persuade them to use you. Oh my God. Like we're no. not doing that. We're, we're not these people. We're not okay? those people. You, you shouldn't be those people even, either. Even, I just recently had a call uh -huh. from a guy mm -hmm. who sounded difficult on the phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's telling me about how glorious his house is. Oh okay? gosh, you're like trouble. And he's like, and he called me, okay? And he's like, but I got to tell you, I, I, I have an agent. I'm just trying to decide if I want to use them. The problem is, She's my wife's aunt. My wife is committed to using her. I'm not so much. And I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. If you have a family member that is a good agent, that's full time and doesn't have another job, stick with the family member. I said, I always appreciate when my clients are loyal to me. So I'm here to advocate for you to be loyal to them. And I see what you're trying to do and, and with interviewing and being wise and being smart, which is good. Mm -hmm. But if you have someone, it's just not worth it. Yeah, just go with it. What did he say? He was like, wow, really? I was like, yeah. I mean, unless she has done something unprofessional or right. is part-time or is not doesn't really like, sell houses. Yeah. Otherwise, just use them. Unless you have a reason to be unhappy. Do you have a reason to be unhappy? No. He was annoyed. He maybe doesn't like that yet. Right. I don't know. I think I think he also wanted someone else to tell him like, "Oh, you have such a great house." Like, I don't I don't really know. She was telling him the truth maybe. I think so. I did kind of yeah. get a vibe that she did not agree with the price that ah, he was wanting to ask. Sounds like she's a good agent. She does. Well, that's the thing. I I picked that up too. Like, did you ask go who with it? Was? I did. And, ah, and I, she and you were like, "Just go with it." I said, "Look, I know pretty much every agent in Baton Rouge that sells houses." Yeah. If you want to tell me their name, I can tell you if it's worth interviewing or not. I love this. <laughs> and he was like, Kim Smith, I'm making this up. And I was like, oh, you're fine. You're like, just listen to her. Yeah, just listen to Kim. Kim knows what she's Kim doing. Kim knows. You'll be fine. And he was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's like, but I want my house to be worth more. And you're like, you, you're barking up the wrong tree, right. buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tell you thing. it's worth more either. I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> okay, I love it. Okay, so have you seen any homes in person yet? Yes, I have. Awesome. Do you mind me asking who your agent is? I try to get their name mm -hmm. because I also do like to call that agent. And be like, your client and is say, off the rails. Hey, Katie, I just want to let you know, John Doe just called me. I think this is a great practice. And I, you know, he did tell me after I asked that you were his agent. Um, he was inquiring about this house. Let me know if you have any questions. <laughs> were you like, can I point you in the direction of an episode of Hustle Humbling yeah. that teaches buyer rules? You yeah. need to help your buyers. They help need your rules. buyer. Your buyer needs your buyer to know, needs do rules. not call signs. But, you know, the pre ask, the two most important questions are, are you working with an agent and are you pre-approved? But you can't ask them that way to cold leads and because they are the immediately turned call. off. Right. They're like, wait a minute, a real estate agent operating as a professional? Yeah, like, who's You can't interrogate me. Nothing annoys me more than when I start the pre-approval talk. You know, have you spoken to anyone about budget yet? 
No, not really. I, I kind of just want to look at houses. No, that's not how this works. Well, let me explain that, you know, always, but especially in this market, sellers are only allowing appointments for vetted and pre-approved buyers. We can't just go into any house. You know, this is people's homes. We, right. we have to vet everybody and make sure that you can buy the house that we're looking at. Well, no other agent required that. Call them. Call them. Because Call this them. agent requires that. Yeah, like we run our business like a business. I run my business like a business. I'm going to educate and guide you through the process and we're going to do it my way. And it's the right way and it's the ethical way and it's the safe way. Yeah. You don't know who you're meeting. And and I will tell you that it is not often a turnoff. Every now and then I do get that comment that, well, you're the only agent that has said that. Well, first of all, how many agents are you talking right. to? Second of all, I don't want to show you houses if you're not pre-approved. And well, how, how like, long is it going to be before you call another agent anyway? Yeah, I'm just going to waste my time and then no. I'll be agent number eight and you'll close right. with agent number 12. Right. So let go of the scarcity mindset that you have to be everyone's realtor. This is a two-way interview. Yeah. You are deciding, do I want to work with you? And do you want to work with right. me? Maybe right. I don't want to work with you. Well, Maybe sorry. I want to tell you to stay with your Doesn't aunt. Doesn't sound like we're a good fit. Yeah. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. <laughs> and after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking <laughs> if they can have copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I sure. have never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> to get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. Yeah. We wrote them and yeah. you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say, updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an s 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful okay enjoy um okay what, what part would you like to elaborate on more um okay i'm trying to think so what do you try to get out of them as far as their contact information? Obviously, you have their phone number. But yes. like what? So let's say they've been relatively agreeable. They've answered mm -hmm. your questions. Mm -hmm. You've told them, you know, what the house is. They said they didn't have an agent. They haven't seen homes. What's the next thing? Do you say, would you like to schedule a showing? Do I need to Sometimes send you my Sometimes I say, like, like, what made what? you decide that it was time to buy? Oh, what a great question. Yeah, let me write that down. I'm, I'm making a note of all of our questions. Thank you. So that we can Alyssa share. Is so helpful. Um, I had coffee this morning. I'm just feeling really like energetic. <laughs> <laughs> she had coffee this morning. She's ready to make it. Um, 
Because that alone is going to answer a lot of the questions. Are they going through a divorce? Do they need more space? Are their lease up? Have they been saving? Where are they in life? Yep. At which point they're kind of, this question will get them more on a personal level. Yeah, you do need to get to where are you in life. Yes. What made you decide that it was time to buy? Well, my lease is coming up. And I just really am ready for a yard. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think that's wonderful. Um, have you talked to anybody about budget? I do try to schedule a pre-approval. If they say, yes, I have actually talked to so-and-so at ABC Mortgage, mm-hmm. I say, awesome. Quickly write that down. I had in here to make a note that whenever you realize, when you've answered the call and you realize that you are talking to a cold lead Mm -hmm. you either need to pull over Mm -hmm. and start taking notes right feverishly feverishly yes you need you need to take all these notes because you will not remember no and you're trying to decipher a like a mystery yes why are you moving what do you like yes there's gonna be clues right lots of clues i usually put them on speaker okay and open the notes section of my phone you don't go straight to trello i i sometimes do if I'm at my desk or like at a point where because I usually open the notes of my phone and then when I'm done I make them a Trello card with their name got it and if if they're Trello worthy right like is this going anywhere um and then I copy and paste the notes into the Trello notes so that I have their name I have everything we talked about Mm -hmm. on the phone and they only go in Trello if I feel like I'm gonna follow up with you you're a real buyer we have potential to work together right now or in the future right okay that's a great tip Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of um, agents collect, we've talked about this before, collect people. Collect leads. They collect leads, collect people, do and then nothing. they put them on their database. Y'all right. can go back to many of the database episodes, but that is not right. Mm-hmm. The people on your database are people that you know that also know, like, and trust you. And they should be people you're will- you're willing and ready to call, email, text, um, whatever, Facebook message, you should be able to send a piece of mail. Mm-hmm. A, a, a cold lead sign call is not database ready unless you have literally had the best conversation of your life. They've told you all the information hmm. about them. They are like, well, you're great. I want to work with you. I'm not going to call any more signs. Like, Because also you have to think about the, be- the, the initial behavior. Yes. They called a sign. Mm-hmm. They didn't call their aunt, they, who's an agent. They didn't call... You know, they didn't, they called a sign. Yes. They didn't call the last agent they used. They called a sign. Why? Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. We're it trying is. to figure it out. So are they a fit to work with you? Do they even want to work with you? Are they ready to work with you? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, there's levels. Yes. The level one, zero, they hang up on you. Sure. They don't want to talk to you beyond $200,000. Fine. Click. They're not, they're not there. You know, then it just increases in depth of relationship, right? Mm -hmm. The call may go well, but you're not able to feel comfortable asking them for their email address. Mm -hmm. Do you ask? What what else? So let's say it went pretty well. It's so hard because I'm trying to make this script-ish for them, but but there's no script because you just don't really know. It's like, did you ever read those books as a kid that choose your own adventure? No. (gasps) Again, I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they have these books called Choose Your Own Adventure. It would be like a little, you know, mystery or whatever. And it would be like at the end of each page or every few pages, it would be like, 
do you follow this guy into the woods or mm-hmm. do you go like, and then you pick like, oh, well, I want to do this. And then it tells you which page number to go to. Oh, that's cool. Oh my God. I need I'm, to get that. Do they still make them? I need some for ma- Haven. I've got to, I've got to go right now and get a walker and a cane because this episode <laughs> is making me feel so old. I don't know if they still make them. Okay. But they were called choose your own adventure. But that is sort of oh. how these phone calls go. It is. If okay. A, then B. Like a really, um. Complicated flow chart, right? right? If A, then B. Right. If, if B, then C or yes. D. Like, you've got to so, go all these different ways. Yeah. So once they have answered, what made you decide that it was time to buy a home? And I start prying about budget. Mm-hmm. Because I am trying to move into the next step of maybe having an actual appointment. Right. So have you talked to anybody about budget yet? Let's say they say, no, not really. I kind of just wanted to look at houses. Now is time for me as the professional to step in and do a little bit of educating. Yes. Not so much information that they feel overwhelmed, but enough information to let them know I am a professional and they need professional help. Yeah, and whether they use you or not, you have helped the next agent. Yes. Or maybe they say, oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. And I do have an aunt who's a realtor and I'm probably going to work with her. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Carry on with what you actually, what do you say in the education part? Um, you know, just kind of explaining to them, look, this market right now is a seller's market. And let's pretend it's not a seller's market. Thank you. Who Please cares? Do. Who cares Please what do. the market is? As realtors, before we make appointments to go into people's homes, it's important that they know that everybody that comes in has been vetted. We do that by making sure that you understand and know your budget and that if you like this house, you could buy it. Right. We don't want you to fall in love with the house and then find out it's not possible. Yeah, make it about them. Yes, it's all about you. We don't want you to be sad. And we don't want you to be disappointed. So I usually tell them at that point because, you know, if if it's a cold lead or if I've never met them, I would like to meet them perhaps at the pre-approval. I know, I know this like is this. different. Oh, you're back to different. this because yeah. during COVID, we kind of let yeah, this we're go. back. The office is back open. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's like, so I'm going to need you to come in. Yes. And so, but yeah, that's I'm trying to get face to face with you so that you can know, like, and trust me. Right. So I explained that, you know, interest rates are important. You can't always rely on mortgage calculators. Thank and, you. And then they're like, that. oh, they're she's like, reading what? my mind. Yeah. How does she know? I've been on the mortgage calculators. Um, it's important to just come in and sit down. There's so many different loan programs. We need to figure out what option would be the best for you, what monthly note you want to stick with. Do you have a time that would be good to come in and we can go over the numbers and the budget? And then usually, yes, okay. yeah, yeah, that's they usually say, what they say. Yes, okay. I've never really had anyone say, no. I'm not going to do that. No, I've, I really haven't. If I've made it. it this far, right? They're usually well, like also well, because you're taking a position of authority and explaining to them what to do. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, that's yeah. what we do. Sure, yeah, yes. They're usually do that. very appreciative, right? And maybe they're feeling nervous, which is normal because they don't know you, and we're about to talk about money, right? So I just ask them how did, how is your work schedule? Can you come on a lunch break? What it, you know? What is your schedule like? And we just pick a time. Okay. I then email preferred lender mm-hmm. to say, hey, can you meet? It? And she works in her office. That's why 
I think lender events and marketing is wonderful, but there are some lenders that I see out and about all the time. And I'm like, do you ever work in your office? Yeah. And you're like, I need to bring my buyers It's funny because my preferred lender was like, um, and I have, I have, I I would say I have three. Okay. Okay. This one is the one for cold leads and sign calls because she is in her office. Mm-hmm. She she has never been unavailable yeah. for an appointment. Like she's like, sure, I'm in the office all day. Come by. Come on. Yeah. And she's like, and I don't leave until a little bit later I just to question. avoid traffic. Right. Does, does she have other agents that operate this way like you do and meet the buyers the first time there? Because I feel like you're an anomaly. So because like she's c- kind of in the same building as us, uh-huh. I have trained other agents to do this to start doing this okay so it's becoming more of a thing this is your thing yes now if i know if you're like hey Alyssa, it's so and so i need to buy a house i'm like great awesome tell me about your like if you bought a house and i know you or right. even if you're a first time home buyer but i know you i don't need to necessarily meet you you're using that as your like i'm using this to meet to the cold lead and sign call and then it's like, if I know that you're a conventional buyer, this lender may be good. If I know you're going VA, this lender may right. be good. Like I have my, yeah, I know who needs what, okay? So they show up and I do tell them it would be helpful to bring a current pay stub if you have it. I don't want to get into too much like yeah. tax documents and whatnot. Right. But hey, if you have a pay stub, bring it with you. It'll help us. Okay, great. So they show up. We sit down. By the time the meeting is over, they are not uncomfortable at all. Right. They feel confident, excited mm-hmm. that, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. Even when it doesn't go super well, like mm-hmm. say they can't buy a house right now, they know why, mm-hmm. they know what they have to do, mm-hmm. and they know once they do those things, what our time frame right. is. like how long will it be? Yeah, then I've had people be like, oh my gosh, I actually need, to, like, I didn't realize that this was on my credit. I have to renew my lease. I was about to be homeless because I thought I was going to be buying a house. Like, they need to play in. Right. So by the – if you can secure that meeting and go with them and sit down and I get the lender to look at – like, to make – to put on paper, hey, at today's interest rate – at two hundred thousand, this is what the price is a month. At two twenty five, this is what your monthly note is. At yeah. two fifty, and we go until they say stop. I don't want to go any higher than that. And I'm like, perfect. This is this is our range. This yeah. is where we need to be. So I do advise if you can meet them in person. Otherwise, the first time you meet them, I don't know. I guess it could be at a, at a showing after they've gotten. But what if the meeting doesn't? What if they're not pre approved? And they do have six months of homework. It could be six months of yes, never meeting I think that's them. where it's important that you have partnered with a lender that's going to come back and let you know mm-hmm. or that you you know trust to take care of it. And yeah, so if you get through this call and you don't do Alyssa's method where you meet them, that's your buyer consult is basically at that pre-approval. Yes. Right? Let's say you're not going to use that method. You don't have a lender in your office or you don't even know who your lender is going to be. Well, I get you probably need to know who your lender is going to be. You need to know who your lender is and they need to have an office. Right. So this one's convenient for me, but there's other lenders that aren't directly connected to my office. Basically got to set up with that cold lead, that sign call by the end of that call. How's the next time you're going to communicate with them? Yes. So if you're if you're Alyssa and you're taking them to their pre-approval meeting, fine. If you're not Alyssa, like me, I've never gone to a pre-approval meeting in my life. You have to have a what happens next? How do I communicate with you next? Yes. Okay, well, 
I'm sending you my vendor list via email. It has XYZ lenders on it. Um, reach out to them and then we'll touch base after you do that. Or even better, do you mind if my lender reaches out to you? Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you, if they say yes and you have a good lender like mine, she's not going to let that lead slide. No. Okay, so she is going to take them through that part of the process that is, I don't know what the heck I'm doing to, this is what I'm pre-approved for. And she knows I sent them to her and she would never let them go talk to another agent. Right. So then she's going to come back to me and say, okay, Katie, they came in or did the online app or we talked on the phone. This is what they're approved for. This is how much time or, or this is the credit problem they have. They're going to fix not exactly. She's going to tell me exactly what it is, but mm-hmm. they have a credit problem. It's going to take six months to fix. I've let them know. Then I would follow up with an email or a phone call or a sure. text, whatever method of communication we have recorded down. Hey, I got an update from the lender. Sounds like things are great or sounds like things are going to be in six months. I'll still be here. I'm not going anywhere. Whenever you're ready, I'll be ready to. Let's check back in in a few months. Or if they're ready, it's like, hey, you know, so-and-so, I, it sounds like you're ready to go. Yeah. And then you just set up the showing, right? What's Or what's the next thing? Now I'm going to set you on your search. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to set you on a search from a cold call without a pre-approval. No, definitely How do I not. know what to put it on? I don't. I have no criteria. And that's usually what I tell them. They're like, oh, can you send me other listings? I'd be like, yes, mm-hmm. but I can't do that until we know what your, right. what your budget is because mm-hmm. how would I know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna send you the wrong stuff. Another good thing you can that a way I get their email is if you know they're not pre-approved. Awesome. Well, we have some really great local lenders. If you wanted to not go to the pre-approval, could I get your email and I'll just send you the list and yeah. you can choose. Um, so I then get their email mm-hmm. so that I can email them the information. Yeah. And also at that point, we have the pre-approval needed email template. Yep. I like that to use, even if maybe not all of it, pieces of it Mm -hmm. for that initial email to them, just saying, hey, be sure to ask these questions when you talk to the lender. It explains why you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it just gives them helpful information. Mm -hmm. We are not being bothersome. No. We are being helpful and educating them and guiding them and directing them. They called you. Yes. For information <laughs> that quite honestly, they could have Googled and found in a minute. Yeah. This episode could be a lot a lot longer because I feel like I have so much to say about it. But sometimes they say- <laughs> Keep going. Sometimes they say, yeah, I was going to call my bank and see what I was pre-approved for. And I'm like, okay, well, look, no, I know don't. that may seem like the right thing to do because you need money, it. you go to the bank. But <laughs> I would like to just let you know that banks are banks and they're really good banks. And I would never use my bank for a mortgage and here's why. And go yeah, into- Their eyes get so big. Yeah, like, they're like, what? what? Yeah, and I'm like, what you need actually yeah. is a local mortgage lender, someone that just does mortgages. Then you don't have to worry about them being closed on the weekend or after five o'clock. Um, their rates and fees will also be a lot more competitive t- than a bank because they're not going to have a bunch of overhead. Then all of a sudden you're providing them even more value and yeah. they're like, wow, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. I said, I know, but <laughs> Rick, this is what we need. Can you even believe it? Let me refer you to a local lender. And then I tell them too, also, when it comes time to buy a house and we have to submit the pre-approval letter with our offer, the sellers look at who you're using. So if you're using an online company or a mega bank, 
they're less inclined to feel good about your offer because they know this could be a difficult process. And this is my go-to line. And then you're in line with everybody else that banks at X bank. Yeah. You're not in line with, you know, a small amount for a local lender. You're in the line with everyone in the United States. Yes. You're just a number. to get their mortgage that way. Mm -hmm. All right. I have a question for you. Okay. How is your demeanor? How excited are you? How familiar do you get? Like, I, you're telling us all the rulesy things that you say, but yeah. you, Alyssa, are a good conversationalist, mm-hmm. as ef- evidenced by our many, many conversations. <laughs> are you like, when they say, oh, I need a yard for the dog, are you like, oh, I love dogs? Yes. What kind of dog do you have? Thank you. I always ask what kind of always dog Always ask what kind of dog but they what have. I, I guess my point here is tell the people how, like, how friendly do you get? Like, what? As friendly as they'll let me. What makes you, what do you say? What are the, like, what makes you? Anything they say, I just try to pick up on it. Okay, so one of the the statistics I found was that on the phone with a cold leader sign call, 38% of the conversation is tone of voice. Oh, for sure. So I find myself overly smiling. You're like, if you smile while you talk, what kind of dog do you have? You don't say, I have a Mastiff. Let me tell you about Dante. No. I love golden retrievers. Yours is probably so cute. Yes. Just anything that... Is it super playful? Right. Right. Keep it going. Keep the conversation going and be really happy and excited about it. Yes. Okay. Does that answer your question? I think so. I just wanted to make sure we pointed out you're not just telling them the rules and educating them and telling them they have to go to a pre-approval meeting. Yeah. If they give you a tidbit of information, elaborate on that. Yeah. Oh, well, I have kids. Oh, you do, where do they go to school? Yes. All the questions about themselves. So many okay? questions. Okay, go on. Um, I don't know where you want to go. Oh, I thought you had all this these notes to tell me. Oh, well, I mean, I do. I just feel like <laughs> I feel like I've been talking a lot. This is your wheelhouse, my friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have taken many a cold call, but I feel like you have really honed in on it. When I was new, if the call did not go well, at first it was very hard for me because I yeah. felt like I failed. But then it kind of motivated me to be like, yeah. well, and, and also it led me to the place of I don't want to be everybody's realtor. Okay. That person, that phone call did not go well, despite my effort. Right. I, one, yes, I need to learn from that. Yeah. And see if I can make the next call go better. But also maybe we just weren't a good fit and that would not have been a good working relationship. And that's okay. So don't beat yourself up too much if the sign calls don't go well. Can I tell you how many times Mm -hmm. I have been like, I said the wrong, I asked the wrong question in the wrong order and they shut down and they were like, okay, thanks, bye. And I was just like, oh man, I did it wrong. But like, I know. because every person is different. Yeah. So even if you have kind of like your go-to ways to get them talking, it, you could just something, it is tone and it is all the things. And then, or their kid runs in the room or their dog gets out. Like it, they're like, okay, I got to go by. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no, I feel. Okay, but this bye. is the best form of practice oh because gosh, they yeah. don't know you. They don't know. You're not going to look and silly then, look, or they're bad. They're not going to even remember. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten, I'm sure you have, a sign call where they're like, um, I'm calling about 123 Main Street. You know, how much is that house? And then, or they're like, um, hey, I'm calling about a house. 
I don't know where I am. Honey, what street is this? <laughs> yeah, where am I? On? What where am I? And I'm like, they're like, I don't know. It's got like blue shutters. I'm like, oh, are you on Main Street? And they're like, oh yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. And then they've got like this long list of like, oh well, we have to call about there they tell you basically we have to call homes. all these signs. Oh. And then you have to like jump in there and be like, Okay, well, I'm happy to answer those questions for you so that you don't have to keep making a bunch of different phone calls. And yeah. you're like, oh, really? Yeah. You can As a realtor, that? I can give you information on any home. Right. All these things just come with time. They do come and with time. like, you know, repetitive calls. And mm -hmm. I still don't get them all right. No. And I think that the more that you do it, the easier it will get, the better you will get, the more natural you will sound. You're probably going to fumble through your first oh, couple yeah. calls. Um, but just sticking to what you know, and if they ask you something you don't know, let me check on that. Yeah. Um, don't put too much pressure on yourself. I think that's the other thing. Like sometimes your kid runs in the room and things go yeah. south and you've got to go. Like yeah. it, they're not all, you're not going to catch them all. You're not going to catch every fish. Right. Like if they're rude and they don't want to go forward, then just count your blessings that you didn't have to work with a rude person. Yeah. Make it your goal to get their email address. Yes. Okay. Good goal. And make it your goal to possibly set up an appointment okay. if you can. Um, I I suggest trying the going with them for a pre-approval. I think that it will be eye-opening and exciting. And then you can do your bio, buyer consultation. Give it a try. If you've never done it, just give it a try. I like it. Once we get off the phone, you must do something with your notes. Yeah. You need to put them in trail. If they are going to – if it went somewhere – they need to be in your Trello with your notes mm -hmm. and maybe even add them on social media. Oh, that's a good idea. If y'all, if you got enough information to do that. If happen to be a seller, they gave mm -hmm. you an address and maybe they were just like fact finding. So you didn't right. set up a pre-listing appointment. Right. If they gave you an address, you should be sending them a thank you note. Yep. Thank you for calling. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to work with you. Uh, your house sounds lovely, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, also, we should just go back to this because I don't know why I didn't pull it out earlier. You are, oh. you are on your notes app, right? Mm -hmm. I, I am in my paper life and I have my buyer lead sheet yeah. that I learned from Lee Brown. Um, and it kind of also guides me through the call. So like, yeah. what are some of the things I need to know? Own, rent, like, and, and it helps me take the appropriate notes. Notes, yeah. okay? So it's all right there. Um, like in agent systems, I just build this right into the Trello. Yeah. So they could open the Trello card and just. Oh, that's good. Like this is there. Yes. If you don't want to have the paper. But I, the paper works for me. I keep some in my car. I keep some in my office. The end. Like that's it's perfect. not that hard. I pull it out and then I remember, oh, you know. Well, and I ask, do you prefer call or text? Mm -hmm. Just because they called you this time doesn't mean they're callers. Sure. Maybe they want to email mm -hmm. or Facebook message. Yeah. I don't really want to do that. Right. But. You have to ask. I don't ask. Okay, fine. What else do you what else do you feel like you ask or the last note I have is once the conversation is ended, sending them an email, sending them a text. Hey, it was so great talking with you. I'm gonna follow up with that email with the lender information or whatever. But the biggest thing is after that day, the next day or two days, you need to follow up somewhat quickly. Okay. They are cold leads. Right. So even if the conversation went amazing. Yeah. They still may hang up and go back to work and not do anything that you talked about. Right. So you kind of need to stay on them. You needed that email. I think getting an email address is huge. So uh, you you like to send a few lenders, which is good. If I know which lender I am sending them to, I usually blind copy that agent, okay. um, that lender, lender okay. that lender on that email, so okay. that that lender knows. Hey, I just because I usually 
have a small recap at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Hey, it was so great talking with you on the phone. Um, I'm sure that we can help you find a place by the time your lease ends in October. Kind of like a little bit of background so that when the lender gets the email, they see, okay, yeah. this was a, she just but talked to also, them on the phone. The recap in itself tells the, that lead you were listening. Yep. That you paid attention, that you took notes, that you remember they had dogs and they need a yard. Mm -hmm. And yes, then the lender knows too. Right. I love that. I think a really key question to get used to would be, can I have my lender contact you? Hmm. Like if they say, oh, I don't have one. Oh, I need one. What do I do? Oh, Mm -hmm. uh, would it be okay if my lender reached out to you? Would be the equivalent of the, let's set that appointment. Yes. To meet together. Yes. Well, would it be okay if my lender reached out to you? She's great. Mm-hmm. She'll do a wonderful job. She'll give you all the options. Mm-hmm. You're going to love her. And they'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah, wonderful. Great. Okay. Thank now, you. Now I don't have to worry about you doing it. Yes. It's just going to happen for it's you. It's going to happen. Okay. I don't have any other. Um, I do want to say, even when I use my form, my lead sheet, I just sense the tone of the conversation and let it flow. I'm not yeah. forcing questions besides, are you working with an agent? Mm-hmm. There's no... Questions that I just have to know. Yes. Like, we don't have to dive into every, like, if I you just sense, sense the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you follow up. And in the follow-up email, you can send things like, you know, your steps to making a purchase, your resume, your client testimonials. Like, how do you make them say, oh, I really do want to work with that person. Right. Because you're trying to develop a relationship. So the goal is to build a relationship. Yes. And hopefully get their email. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? That's it. I think that's a good starting point. That was great. That was so good. I'm so glad that I had that phone here for you to answer. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Look, you don't say. Okay, so today's toast comes to us from Christy Hensley. Okay. She is in central Arkansas. Okay. And she says, I have a toast. Um, We are in central Arkansas, and me and my coworker, Becca White, started in this business around the same time last year. She is so determined, focused, and a true hustler. Mm. Humbly, of course. Humbly, of course. I'm so honored to work alongside of her. Oh, that's a good one. I love it. So cheers to Becca and thank you to Christy. And y'all just keep working together and hustling. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Go answer your your phone. Please. None of this matters if you don't answer. Spam, just block the call and move on. Move on. Hang up. You can hang up on spam. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.